0: Welcome to the Why Relationships Matter podcast, powered by Goody Nation, where conversations with founders, experts, and organizations show how leveraging networks creates deep relationships that lead to revenue, funding, better CEOs, and big impact. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So great. Hey, we are now two and a half hours into our... Uh, Giving Tuesday event to raise money for for Goodie Nation's programming in 2021 um, in our operations as well, and so um, it's been a great day. So, uh, team, as this is our one of our, our, our early breaks, uh, any any initial thoughts on what you've heard so far? I love everything questions?
1: so far. Say what? I would say I loved everything so far. I think that this event is a really good um, stretch of the information, especially from the team, that we get on the Monday stand-up. So I didn't know all these hidden gems that you guys were secretly knowing. Um, so I'm excited to hear everything. And it's been really fun to see the interactions on social. So we're doing a
0: really good job. Awesome, awesome. awesome. I mean, the the, kit, the, the hits are going to keep on coming. The hits are going to keep on coming. We have We have the legendary... Courtney counts with us today to go a little bit deeper. Don't start, Don't start Joey. Don't start. <laughs> Come on now. I Don't mean, start. Atlanta influences everything.
2: Na, 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 na. Cascade roller rink. That's where we first connected. When you were <laughs> back at O-Hub. How many years ago was that?
0: Oh man. I can't even remember. You know, I, I, yeah, can't I think we were like 12 years old, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how you been doing? I'm good, man. Good, good, good. Hey, hey you know, uh,
2: navigating the Corona craziness, trying to stay on the surfboard. It's been working out well. So uh, definitely tremendously blessed in that respect and honored to be here with you and the team and, and the wider family and so on and so forth. And doing this groundbreaking work with you all as usual, it's, a, it's an honor. Love so honor, let's, and respect.
0: let's, let's talk about it. We, 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 we start out the conversation again around why relationships matter for social entrepreneurs and social impact. And so let's get a little bit into, you know, your background, um, and then after that, we'll kind of go into how, you know, why, why you see relationships being, you know, matter for social impact and some examples. So I'm to give a quick, you know, you're, you're legendary, right? You know, you are, you are, you are, yes, you are part of the fabric of it, of, of why Atlanta influences everything. So I want to give a quick, um, description of your background.
2: Um, so basically relationships are the richness of life. And so I've been very, very blessed to realize that fairly early. Um, and so to have a, a high level of respect for it and uh, came to Atlanta to go to school, uh, was very much, uh, what's it gonna be? What am I really doing? So on and so forth, went to Morehouse. Um, and in that process, um, got pulled into uh, a lots, of, lots of different work in the public sector, civically, um, uh, with Ambassador Andrew Young and and so on and so forth, and uh, and then got got pulled into film and 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 that with Forty Acres and Spike Lee, and then bounced back here to Atlanta. Was in Brooklyn for a while, came back to Atlanta, and got blessed to be um, pulled into Burrell Communications with a legendary uh, advertising executive who is one of the co-owners of Burrell now, McGee Williams, who was the co the managing director of the Atlanta operation. And she tapped me to uh, do what would eventually become game-changing work on Sprite, uh, during what some would say was kind of their golden era of hip-hop-oriented entertainment-driven commercials. Uh, if anybody, you all probably all might have been in diapers then, but uh, the Voltron commercials and Uh, Nas and AZ on the stoop and, you know, uh, Wild Style and Kobe Bryant, Missy Elliott, uh, a whole host of different things. So we uh, uh, did that work there, started to incubate more, did that grew over into Coca-Cola commercial oriented work uh, that was during the the rise of the Neo Soul contingent. Uh, So got to bring in the Roots and Erykah Badu and Common and uh, lots of folks who have had the proper kind of consciousness to positively impact not just our people, but you know the global community and, and humanity worldwide. And uh, then in in, in two thousand, left uh, Burrell and started our own agency with one of my colleagues, Carl Carter, Kimbo Tom, uh, Darius Evans, and Sean Howard. And we started GTM over in Castleberry Hill, which stood for Guerrilla Tactics Marketing and Media. And uh, we were blessed to have our first contract be the truth anti-tobacco campaign so that's where we uh, really got steeped in, in a tremendously deep way with uh, social impact which at the time everybody was calling it's cause marketing it's cause marketing it's cause marketing <laughs> so um, uh, but but you know we had always lived kind of evolutionary lives in terms of being on the edge of what's now and what's next kind of futurist oriented perspectives and so It was great for us because it allowed us to engage on a grassroots level but across all forms of multi-channel media uh every segment of society black white yellow puerto rican haitian lgbtq um you know first nations native americans uh we went to hawaii puerto rico we touched everybody with this message of anti-tobacco um education and so it wasn't about telling people not to smoke but educating them on the ills of what tobacco does to you and letting them make a conscious oriented decision on their own. And so that was game changing for us. That was really the, the that was our laboratory that allowed us to really test, uh, or beta test all of our uh, social, behavioral, um, out of the box experiments with other people's money.
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it. That's the best so you time. You can ask
2: for a greater gift than that. And actually during that time, that's when we, Bain Joyner worked with us on the truth campaign, mm-hmm. Ian Ford, um, you know, so. You know, uh, and and then, you know, we connected with you. Uh, so just, you know, love all around.
0: So, so let's I mean, so what are you what are you working on? I know I really only got 10 minutes. You're, you're super busy. Um, you can tell them what you're working on now or not. But I mean, so some of the things that you're working on now, including maybe what you're doing, like literally currently.
2: OK, so right now we're, we're focused on all forms of creative innovation. So we're this is the worst and the best of times, of course, as we all know. So we are pushing hard with new futurism, new innovative ways to elevate humanity, uh, our people, you know, our people being, you know, of, of color uh, from every contingent. And so in saying that, um, you know, cultural fusion is the future. So we we don't run from it. We're embracing it fully since we know how to address it. And um, let's see, we have expanded our our, our reach nationwide. We have a Black Robot Project, where we're teaching kids how to build robots in Baltimore. Mm. Uh, in Chicago, we're uh, giving, we we're, we're, we're for the city of Chicago and for Cook County. In the Latino community, we're distributing uh, PPE and and educating on how to protect themselves from COVID in the disparaged communities there. So every form of human engagement that we can get ourselves uh, absorbed into, uh, we're doing. we we're, we're doing some uh, some groundbreaking work. We've been blessed to do with. uh, Big pharmaceutical. I can't lost lost, uh, not Pfizer. Pfizer's in my head because of the the, Glaxo. Glaxo Smith Klein. GSK.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. GSK. Yeah, doing some 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 stuff that we're doing with them uh, that we've been blessed to uh, win some awards for. So you know, at the end of the day, man, you know what I would say to our community as it relates to impact and founders and. Uh, social entrepreneurs and so on and so forth is to realize one core thing that no matter what the hardships may be, people of color are the original quantum thinkers. Hmm. You know, we've always had to find a way to figure it out always because it's not being given to us. They don't want to give it to us. They don't want to have us, you know, us to have access to it. All of these obstacles and impediments that we have to overcome. So we always had to say, well, I can't get in the front door. And then, you know, either you or your boy or, 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 or you know, your sister somebody, but oh, look, there's a side window. Oh, we got the chimney. What about the basement door? Well, hand me that shovel. Let's dig a ditch. We're going to find a way. And so being able to ladder up, level off, this, that, and the other, all those things in such a rapid succession. I mean, think of, we all have seen this, single moms and or dads who have to figure out how to get their kids to daycare, get to work, this, that, that, and the other. And they're like a one-man band or a one-woman band, and they have to get through the day, and they have to do It's like a, 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 a lowrider in L.A. They have to flip switches 15 times in 15 seconds, mm. you know, just to figure out the next step that folks with privilege just be like, oh, I'm going to just get up and go do this. Mm. And it's just a straight line. And everything for us is zigzag and whatever, but that is—it's—it's it's oppression. But out of that oppression also comes a tremendous superpower that we can harness and continue to harness to galvanize and do the good work that you're doing, that we're doing together, and that you know we can do in an unlimited, uh, limitless fashion going forward.
0: Nice, nice man. So many, so many gems. Glad we're recording this. I know they're putting this out on social. So let's let's talk about I I know you got a roll, you got a treasure trove of, of stories about how relationships have played a pivotal role in the impact you've been able to make. Does any does anyone kind of kind of come about? Wow.
2: Um you want to get more power, give more love. Um and so everybody from you know. I mean, Ambassador Young, you know, my uh, my father died in 82. And, uh, but I mean, you know, people who have opened up their hearts and they head, you know, so do magnificent work, hit hard, stay humble, you know, maintain your humility in the midst of being magnificent. Because, again, as I said in the beginning of our conversation, relationships are the richness of life. And so life is a circle, as we all know, and it comes to a close. Those relationships, you know, you can... Socially meaningful relationships, marketing methodologies, all these things are super critical because, you know, you may say, well, I got this hot car and I feel fulfilled, but that car can't give you meaning or fulfill you when it mechanically breaks down and you really have to call somebody for help. Right, right. (laughs) You know, so that the human equivalent never goes out of style. So human touch technology that we all are engaged in creating to elevate humanity and and empower people and make lives better. It's it's not just the future. It is the present. And like I said, right now, when everything is flatlined so much. um, This is our time to rise. And so I applaud you again and, and the team for the tremendous work that you're doing in seizing the moment. And whatever we continue to do, can continue to do to help with that effort to elevate it and amplify it. On the highest levels possible. That's what we have to do because we're not going to see this window open like this again.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. So I know we only have a few more minutes. So, I mean, in the spirit of giving, like, so I mean, anything you're working on in 2021. Uh, I mean, I know you know. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, anything you want to talk about, and so how we can we can help?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. So we we are becoming more open source. So so KTC is who we are now. I talked about GTM, but in in tra- in, in 2016 we transformed. Uh, Kimbo, Tom, and myself, uh, we are spearheading, you know, uh, all of our social impact efforts and and, uh, creative elevation with KTC. And so uh, in line with that, we are cultivating any and everything that we can uh, with everybody that we can who gets it. So for example, in 2021, we have a, right now we're working on the launch of a health and wellness drink called Cultivate that'll come to market, I'd say, you know, early spring, early to mid spring, and of 2021. But the thing about Cultivate is, again, from a socially meaningful marketing and media perspective, that's going to have social impact for our people, uh, for all people, but our people in particular. The thing about Cultivate is the socioeconomic um, element within it. And so by that, I simply mean that the price point is one why it's geo-targeted. So if you're in the hood or you're down on, you know, Hollowell or whatever, deep somewhere, wherever that hasn't been gentrified yet, you know, fully. Um, the price point is going to be socioeconomically appealing to the audience that lives there. So the drink may be, it might be, might be three, two, fifty-three dollars there. But when you slide on up to Buckhead, it's going to be five dollars. <laughs> <Wow. Wow. laughs> you know, and so it's kind of democratizing the price point. So meet, meet you with, meet you where you live mentality. Um, and then, like I said, the Black Robot Project that we're doing in Baltimore, um, we've expanded more so nationwide. And so what we would love to do in line with you and Goody Nation is what's happening here. And as we get go from Corona craziness to a Corona renaissance,
0: mm.
2: the, the bringing this to life across the nation is kind of what, you know, th- there's a movie that I don't know, everybody may not have this point of reference in terms of uh, uh, old school entertainment. But there was a movie that Richard Pryor and Billy D. Williams were in called Bingo Long's Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings. It was about a black Negro league team that was broke. And the way that they overcame not almost being not in existence was they came up with a way to barnstorm. When they came into different towns, they went across the country, barnstorm, they would set up a You know, they became entertainment, edutainment, entertainment, all of that. And so they would barnstorm across the country and you bring people joy, opportunity, and escapism. Now that's not what we're doing here, but we can bring people joy, opportunity, and elevation through what Goody Nation is doing and has the power to do, and we'd love to help you know work with you to do that.
0: Let's do it, let's do it. I, I love the idea that that Black Robot Project. I mean, a lot of different, a, a lot of different things, you know, it, it aligns with a lot of different things we're working on and stuff. Like yeah, that. And, and we can
2: get side by side on that. And again, like we always talk about, let's create Voltron. That's our opportunity to do it.
0: Let's do it, let's do it. Atlanta influences everything, man. I, I, I truly appreciate it. Appreciate you, Courtney, I think. Um, and, and yeah, so some Malika, um, you know, about that that Corona Renaissance, yes. Plenty of quotes there, plenty of I don't know if anybody has any questions or anybody from RT has any, any questions. Um, Courtney got you about maybe like one more minute or something like that. That's cool. Um, I know you're doing a lot of impactful work out, out there on the road, um, but yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. if you wanna, um, no, no questions in chat at the moment. But I don't know if Blanca or Antoine or Edmund or anybody else have any, any questions.
2: You know, I would just say to everybody also, keep making cool stuff and making yeah. stuff cool. That's what you're doing, go ahead. Hey, uh,
0: I have a question.
3: Oh, Edmund has a question. I wanna hear Edmund's question, but yeah, <laughs> Courtney. Um, so, thank you for the inspiration.
2: So well, I got to meet awesome. Courtney a, a while back. I think it was at WeWork and Joey was hosting a day for you know startups or something. Um, and it, it was a very impressive, like, short moment. And I, I even got some gems there, not even necessarily fully knowing Courtney. But Courtney, the question I have for you is this: You've um, uncovered this, you know, you know. I don't know if it's a secret or if it's a, you know, hidden gem of relationships, and and you're using it greatly. And you meet a lot of people asking you for things, and you're you're giving out love and you're helping. But, you know, what are some of the questions that People never really ask you that you really wish they did. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, wow. Um, That's a good one. <laughs> how? How can? What? What can? What can make me a more brilliant human being? I mean, again, like I said, you know, we we try to make sure that we we go around, you know, the office, so to speak, almost slapping each other, like trying to make sure that we maintain our humility. You know, because the, the, you, know, you can be doing great work, you can be having great experiences, you can be meeting, be meeting great people, but if you don't keep yourself well-centered, it's almost like a drug, you can lose your perspective. Mm-hmm. And if you lose your perspective, you're, really, you're, you're gonna lose a part of your superpower because your lens, by which, your filter by which you look at things is not going to be objectified. It's going to be calcified and you're going to not see clearly and you're going to crash into something or you're going to make some kind of really unnecessary mistake all because of your self-awareness element got, you know, the edge came off of it. And uh, so, you know, great question. Great question. That's, you know, a little sideways kind of answer. But I think there's some relevance there to it.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Not objectified. I can be calcified. That's how can I be a brilliant human? That's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's um, we need more brilliant human beings. And, and, and we are people of color are are really. I mean, that's really what, what we, are. we are. We have proven ourselves through you know, eons of oppression to still be brilliant, decent human beings who, you know, as, uh, as my sister says, you know, just be glad we, you know, we just want opportunity and not revenge, you know, um, because, and that's based on our human decency, which is part of our core. You know, we just want to have good life, good opportunity, um, and, 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 and just, you know, some natural law applied to what it is that we deserve with dignity and decency. So, you know, I see the legendary doll of hunt up on here too. Hey Doll. Yeah. So, and, and, it, and, you know, it had the honor to, to, to work with doll and aqua by virtue of goody nation. And, and that's how we met, you know? So, uh, that was a, a life life changing moment in time for us. And, uh, you know, now a lifelong uh, affinity and friendship came from that, and so again, love, loyalty um, are, are, are the keys to not necessarily just happiness, but to a healthy kind of longevity. Because we're all going to need each other at some point in time. That's unquestionable.
0: I appreciate it, man. Tons of gems. This is why relation. You know, this is, quite honestly, everyone should just know Courtney. You, your life will be better. You have a relationship with Courtney. Your life will be better. He makes the world, and his team, the world a better place. So truly appreciate it good brother. Um, let's get back to doing this important work. Thank you, sir. Monique. And then we'll let's, let's also offline soon in, in, in the coming days and weeks.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have our 2021 powwow. So we're going to get in the woodshed and do that.
0: Let's do it. Let's All right, take let's care.
2: All right, be safe. All right, one love.
0: Now we're moving him to our third segment of the day, which is focused on education, excuse me. Again, I'm gonna be here for like nine more hours. So, (sighs) man, let me get some water, hold on one second. So yeah, now we're gonna talk about education and why relationships matter for education in those running programs that are training the future. So as we alluded to during our opening segment, the relationship gap exists for founders today, right? For tech-focused social entrepreneurs, for tech focused diverse founders, the relationship gap is real. And so at Goody Nation, we accelerate relationships for them. Jaya, which you heard from about 30 minutes ago, has helped us to reframe uh, our positioning around that to also include, we also rela- we also accelerate relationships for the future. And so today we have a special guest in Stacey Lynch who um, who does a lot of amazing things uh, in the education space. I will let her give her um, her, her overview because I can do it justice. Um, met Stacey a few years ago, especially in in our work with our, our, our funding from Walton Family Foundation uh, over the last two years. And so Stacey, if we can kick it off with you or, or be, begin with you for any thoughts on or not say you thoughts, but let's go, let's go to your background. It's kind of getting ahead of myself. Sorry, I've been too <laughs> doing this stuff. Can you give us a quick overview of your background?
3: Sure, and I just want to start off with gratitude, Joey, for having me, and to the entire um, Goody Nation team. I know you guys are just do amazing work, and um, and blessed to be a part of this circle and community. So, thank you for having me. I always find it weird that people think. I have something interesting to say because it's just my life, but, um, I appreciate that. And I was trying to think about what I might share. I usually lead off with, um, you know, native Atlanta and born and raised. I think doll said she's from the ATL, uh, third generation. Um, my grandfather ran, um, the black newspaper down on Auburn Avenue. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs and, and, um, Folks that are small run small businesses, which is really important. And I don't know if you know this story. And so I lead with, you know, my parents were educators, and so that's why I sit in the education space and why it's so important to me. Um, but I also, Joey, I don't, I, we, I ran a small business, or we tried to launch a small business um, with my two older brothers right out of college. This is in the mid '90s, and it was a toy business. And um, at that time, there were very few Black people in the toy industry at all. I mean, you had a few like ethnic dolls and things like that, but um, we were here nonetheless. And um, we did partner with Lonnie Johnson. I know y'all are all super young, but you know, this is the super soaker guy, uh, Lonnie's awesome. And anyway, I share that it, eventually the business didn't succeed, it failed. But I think in life, you just learn from things and experiences. And what I learned from that experience was to iterate and be innovative and to launch and do what all these wonderful people are doing in your circle and beyond to be a social entrepreneurs, you have to have the space to be able to fail. I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to iterate and and be successful out the bat. And so in our case, we just didn't have that ability. We had one shot to make it work and it didn't work. And um, so I just want to uplift that, that like, um we have to then create these opportunities and networks and up and relationships and to do all that so that we have the space to fail and we have to have resources to be able to try and try until we hit that mark so just share that little background i don't know if you knew that about me
0: no i didn't no that's that's awesome i mean actually so Bonnie johnson is from my my same hometown in, uh, in alabama mobile nice
3: um, um,
0: yeah yeah that's awesome Again, common points helps to, for, for, for a good conversations about relationships matter. So um, let's go into, so, so, so earlier today during the opening segment, we spent a, a, a few minutes, about 10, 15 minutes talking about really the importance of why funding for funding and support for nonprofits in general, but especially those that are training our future is important and oftentimes helping those type of organizations to become more fundable. Um, to become better, to build better capacity and stuff like that, it's something that's, that's supremely overlooked, right? And so um, and, and then earlier, about 30 minutes ago, Robin Choi mentioned how at the end of the day, funding for social enterprises and nonprofits is in many cases the relationship game, right? So some, in many cases, a, a foundation may give you a heads up before they post it publicly or something like that. Um, can you give any thoughts on, in, in, in this case, in the education space? Why is why, why, why are relationships so important for those that are running programs that are educating our kids?
3: Yeah, so I love this topic. I mean, I think in general, just relationships are just so, so interesting and throughout our lives, right? So we have family relationships and dynamics. We have, um, there's power that shows up in relationships. Um, and so I'm, I'll answer that from a funder perspective, Joey, I've, and you know this, I've always, I think in philanthropy, um, there's this, this dynamic, right. That we just don't speak of, but it's, you know, Oh, we give money out to help start. And with that is embedded in this idea of trust. I mean, you know, we trust that you're going to be a good steward and you're going to do what we think is right or what feels good to us. And I just think that, um, you know, so, so that's just the dynamic of a relationship as a funder to grantees that I have tried to, um, just see it differently. I mean, I really think of of our relationship with grantees, my relationship with the community portfolio that I manage here in Atlanta, um, as a as a partnership. I mean, and I we I, I'm able to bring resources, which is, of course, as we know, is really needed. But in addition to that, how can I leverage and connect, and you know, put you in front of other people that have resources, or be really thoughtful about who would be helpful for you to uh, network with and be a part of. And and I'll just have to say, I mean, that's why you and the work at, at Cody Nation is so aligned with all of that, right? Like we know we do better together. Like I fundamentally, we, we do better together. We happen to live in a culture and a white dominant culture that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, f- grow that. I mean, that's not really how it works. And so I think we have to just be intentional about creating those spaces. So I'm rambling a little bit, and I know you asked specifically about education. I mean, I think it really is across the board, but obviously if I know, um, you know, if I have a relationship with an organization that is doing some really good work and there's so many organizations out there doing great work, part of the challenge is, you know, making sure you're aware of each other and can learn from each other together. And so some of our work, you know, as you know, we've been kind of bringing what I call unusual suspects together And who knows what's possible? Like there's so much, like we're trying to teach our kids to be innovative and to be thoughtful and to imagine the impossible, then we have to do that ourselves. So I do think that um, playing that role as a funder, if I can not just write a check, but also how can I figure out how to bring folks together? How can I help you um, be exposed to someone else that can then help you take off just as Dahl was explaining before? So um, it's just, it, 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 I, I, I will just say that feels right to me. And I actually enjoy that part of my job so much more, this connectivity and that the relationship building than just right, you know, of course you need resources, but that's not really what it's about.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And so um, my next question is really going to be around, you know, any in, in examples you've seen on how relationships, you, you connecting people has really turned out well for those in the education space. So so, so before we get into that, one of our, our previous guests before um, Dahl was, was Courtney Counts. And he's really big on, on Voltron coming together and stuff like that. I can just imagine a scenario where you know it's a, it's a goody nation we, as it relates to this accelerating education for our kids. Like a goody nation combines with the Fathers Incorporated and does work with a next generation of men and women to just push education forward across multiple fronts to different stakeholders from the, from the kids to the parents and so on and program operators and stuff like that. Um, but do you have any examples of where you've seen really a lot of you know, you know, your matchmaking or relationships really turned out well in, in, in the K-12 space?
3: Yeah, you know, you of course you asked me that question and I've been thinking about it. I, I you know, I have a couple of good examples. You've connected me to some wonderful folks in your in the incubator space that I've been able to then um, you know, connect together. I don't want to name, you know, specific names and and do that, but I do I, I what I would like to share if you don't mind and this is the old journalism trick you answer the question that you want to answer. <laughs> so, I'm going to shift a little bit and just say, you know, I I think that um, i've been really working on um taking the time joey to be strategic about relationship building and who i connect because it's really easy for me to say okay let me just pull these folks together um and 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 y'all get together and figure it out but i do think that um i if 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 given the right time and like really um being thoughtful about thinking beyond the obvious and and like I mentioned, unusual suspects like who who can I really put together that I wouldn't normally off the bat think would be a good fit, but maybe there's some synergy there. And I think being open to those type of um, connections is really important. So I'm sharing that in the sense that I, um, have been really working with trying to be thoughtful and taking the time to see where those unusual partnerships that could really move us forward. And I, I, I mean, I, I have like small little examples. I mean, I think about um, Playworks is as as an organization that does, you know, you know, is in schools and does some stuff. And I mean, you know, it, I think people don't, you know, at least in my mind, initially, when I first heard about them, I was like, well, okay, I'm not sure what, But I've been able to connect them with several, um, you know, schools and communities where the social emotional learning, which we know is so important. And of course, now we're in COVID. And so that has shifted a little bit. But that was one that was a really kind of... um, just different opportunity that I was like, how can I do, you know, how can I connect play um, playworks with some different folks beyond what I would normally think? Um, I I'll, I'll shout out, I, I hate to shout out, but Codehouse, you know, they're one of my favorites. You introduced me to them and just really thinking about, they just launched and, or just did a virtual um, career day, I believe. And I haven't touched base with those guys to see how it went, but, um, I do think um, I I immediately connected them with NextGen, you know, because the work that Phil and his team does is around experiential connections. And so that was one that's just kind of top of mind that, also felt like a natural place for these folks to come together and just know each other. I mean, Phil's a cool guy. He's awesome. And you know, the whole team at Code House is so amazing. So just kind of making sure they were aware of each other was really important to me.
0: Yeah, so so it's so it's really and I love the Codehouse example because I'm gonna um I'm gonna kind of pivot a little bit in and ask around your thoughts around the importance of connecting people that run programs that are maybe at different levels or experience levels with each, each other for like mentorship. And I think maybe even a, a next generation men and women in a Codehouse could be a great example. Um, before I kind of ask that, I know that Jamelia and Casey from our team are up here as well. And so maybe they have some questions they want to ask. Um, so, um, so, so so, Stacy, um, so Codehouse House is, is, a, is an organization won by recent graduates from the AUC, I think Morehouse and Spelman um, mm-hmm. And they work at, at large tech companies, but they also do some great job exposing um, high school students and also college students to tech career pathways. Then you have Next Generation Men and Women um, who does amazing um, work in the space as well. And so the connection, so you, so I connected you to them for insight for, to Codehouse for insight. You connected Codehouse to Next Generation Men and Women, and so I think there could be a c- scenario where. Phil from Next Generation could serve as a mentor for Ernest um, as Ernest is building out his organization, right? And so again, this is a, for, from the, the education spaces is, is, is decently unique, right? And so um, what are your thoughts on the, the importance of having mentorship for those that are doing, that are running programs um, so that they achieve their potential in this space? Yeah.
3: Oh, sure. I mean, so, for example, I mean, that that is a great example in the sense of like, I think Phil could be so helpful to Ernest around strategy, around just how to how to navigate a lot of things like resources. I mean, you know, Phil is an expert in doing X, Y, Z, and he has a team, of course, that helps him a little bit with some development and some other things. um, And some of his program work, Veronica, I think, does some of their programming but here's Ernest and his smaller team trying to figure out how to manage all of that. And, you know, Ernest is all about, you know, exposure and doing that. But when it comes to like how to then kind of grow out your organization, how to manage a board, how to select a board, I think those are all experiences that Phil, who has gone through that and has had has some, you know, teeth, could certainly be a resource to help Ernest and say, you know, okay, well, here's how I did this. I learned from this. Um, So I'm really hopeful those kind of conversations can happen because that's the only, I mean, there's no better way than from a peer to peer, you know, someone sharing their experiences and helping you, you know, dodge those gaps. Um, And I mean, even the short time I talked with Ernest and his team is wonderful, but I mean, he was like, I don't know the fundraising world. I don't know anything, I don't know anything about funders. And so I was able to give him a quick, just like, okay, here's what you don't do. Here's what you can do. Here's some strategies. And I, I, I'm hopeful that that just quick inside, um, catching him up to speed or getting him up to speed. And I just, I opened the door. I said, you know, anytime, please reach out. I'm happy to, to guide you or share any of my insight that I might have that might make it just a little bit easier for you. I mean, that's the whole point, right? How do we remove these barriers? Make it just a little bit easier for you.
1: So that's, that's
0: an amazing, that's an amazing, um, can I say this one, yep. um, one second, Casey, I know that, um, you have a few extra minutes with with, with Stacey, so I, I think it's an, it's an amazing point, right, because we talked earlier, like around 8.30 today, to be clear, <laughs> we talked earlier around, again, for education, like it's super important, and there are very few pathways to support those that are running programs like CodeHouse, mm-hmm. right, in the tech startup world, we can, we can send the founder to it, a hundred different programs to provide support. For someone like Codehouse, there's really nowhere to send them. Yeah, you may have a United Way VIP here in Atlanta, but that's more so for those serving on boards. But also, there's not a lot of United Way VIPs across the country, right? And so, Codehouse and, and Ernest has tons of potential. He's talked to me about some of the the money he's been able to raise or is raising from large well-known tech companies, yes. but from the foundation space, no experience. Right. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, if he's, if he can't be sustainable as a company, as an organization, as a nonprofit, his kids suffer.
1: Yeah.
0: His kids yeah. suffer. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, again, this is how mentorship and yourself and Phil can help him navigate that, you know, that fundraising space. Um, and again help him reach his potential so he can go and help thousands of kids yes. Yes. get an tech.
3: yeah you're absolutely i mean the ripple effect is huge right and so if we can make sure that Ernest is successful then we all win our community wins and so i do think some of it is just really making sure like as an advocate for him i mean you know i i've talked to the him a couple of times but i i see all of what you just described and so how can i then make sure in my circle other people see that too or he's exposed and you're right i mean i think you know part of the strategy we talked about is diversifying like i mean it's great that he's got these good corporate dollars but corporate dollars can come and go. How is he then going to build an individual strategy, like around for donations and tapping into his network through the, you know, through Morehouse and what what's going on there? Are there some strategies he can also then um, diversify? How he's bringing in funds from the foundation community and philanthropy? What does that look like? How can we get him in front of funders so that they can build that trust and say, "Oh yeah, I see that," because as we know, that's how those things happen. I mean, you know, in these smaller family foundations, it really is about, oh, well, Stacey introduced me to Ernest and Codehouse. let let's 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 support them. And so that is really, really huge. And, and I don't want to underscore like you're saying. I mean, there are so many young people that are impacted by these organizations that are coming up and trying to start and do good. And, and we have to find a way to support them.
0: Nice. Casey, did you have a question?
1: Yeah, there's a question in the chat um, that was also related to a question I was going to ask around some of those tactical pieces. Um, and so the question really is how do you build those relationships where you can work together? Um, a lot of folks, if they're transplants to Atlanta or they're new to the space, um, to Joey's point, there aren't any um, you know, incubators, cohorts, programs where you can Pick from a plethora, you know, to go and apply to. How do you even meet these people to build these relationships to get what you need? Um, and that was, I think, the question that Juliana is asking. Um, we we understand networking is important, relationship is important, but for folks who don't have any inroads, what are like some tactical or practical steps, even just one or two, that someone could engage in to begin to build these relationships or at least get into these networks.
3: Yeah, it's a great question Casey. Um and I feel you know being from Atlanta, Atlanta's an interesting place right to try to tap into. It's complicated, it's got history. I I I really do get that and um I mean I I think I would just my advice might be to just lead with that is, I mean, I'm kind of one of those, you know, focus if that is the the intention, right? Like I'm going to network the heck out of this and I'm going to figure out who are the key people that can get lead me or expose me. Um, And so maybe identifying those folks. I mean, like if I'm coming to town, I'm going to meet Joey. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to somehow figure out who's the person I need to meet. Well, you meet Joey and then that just opens up. So I think being strategic about trying to, you know, see who is in those spaces that really is a connector and doing that might be one one way. Um, I always say, and I know this is a place of privilege and luxury, so I don't, I, I will just own that, but I do think that volunteering, if people have time, like I sit on, I mean, I try to get people engaged in boards or places that, I mean, that just need a little warm body to like have some thought and diversity and um, lived experience. So if you have time to be in community, if it's your MPU or whatever, I, I think if you start there too, that is a way, um, if you're new to a place, a neighborhood, those are some ways you can start to reach out and feel and see who's in community. So I would; those would be my two. And I know that's not a great, easy answer, but um, maybe a place to start.
1: I think that helps. You're right. Atlanta is unique in and of itself. And so it does require something a little different than just what the normal way would be. So hopefully yeah. that answers your question or gives you some insight.
0: I think, you know, for me, if I could kind of add, I know, Stacey, you got you to gotta hop, is I, I don't know, for me, one of the, the the most impactful things, especially in Atlanta, and this is pre-COVID, I don't know what, you know, what the situation is now, was the, the West Side Future Fund meetings. So those things had everybody there. Like, I remember one time Dan Cathy from Chick-fil-A came and sat next to me, right? I think the people running for mayor came and started talking. I mean, that's a scenario where the who's who of Atlanta would come. They're there gathering spot. It was super early, seven a.m. in the morning, and, and then you had your 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 pick of people to talk to. And I don't. I, I'm not sure what's happened, you know, recently because of the pandemic, or if they they still do them those meetings, or they maybe do them online. But if, if if they're still doing it, I mean, I think that that could be a scenario. Or, or something similar, right? Um, yeah. Where that could, you know, where you can really get into the mix with some people that are doing some amazing things, and then you can start doing things like volunteering, like like Stacey said, and a few other things to kind of really get you connected to the, to the right folks.
3: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. For I, I, I think Casey said they are still hosting those online, and you were. Right. I mean, what was so nice is there's so many resources with that Westside Future Fund. I mean, they were bringing in such a diverse group of people that, I mean, you each week you go or each month, whenever they have them, you could walk away meeting someone new each time. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, that, you're right. And it didn't have to be maybe be on that large of a scale, but if you can find opportunities like that, um, that's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and there weren't that many people that attended, generally speaking, especially if you showed up early. I mean, yeah. the times that I went, maybe 50, 75 people yeah, but if, when 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 ninety percent of them are CEOs and VPs and stuff like that and executive directors, I mean it's a for a room that big it's it's a you know you're you just turn around and you're bumping into yeah you know the who's who in Atlanta. So not sure how that translates in, in, in COVID or, or online, but it's still an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but Stacey, I, I, I know you got a hop. This has been a great conversation, especially in the education space. Um, you know, let's do this again. We can take a little bit longer and kind of delve. little bit deeper for, but uh, I don't know if you have any words uh, in closing or anything you want to part on people.
3: I just want to express my appreciation again, Joey, to you and the whole team. And I love this all day, eight eight to eight. So pace yourself. And um, to all that are listening, just keep going. And um, I just appreciate that we are all coming together and being thoughtful and just want to continue to be supportive in any way I can of Goody Nation. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you, thank you, thanks for talking All right, bye bye. Bye. Man, great times. I mean, so you know, thanks to everybody so far. It's been an, an, an amazing journey. We are now. I and this is why I don't even really know if it's been three, three and a half hours. I just know it's eleven twenty-five. Um, we we are at our first break. So you know, as we're here, um, Jamelia, Casey, Antoine. Thank you for tuning in to the Why Relationships Matter podcast by Goody Nation. We hope you enjoyed it. If you were inspired, if you want to make a difference, if you want to close the relationship gap, please follow us at Goody Nation on all social media channels or log on to our website, goodynation.org. Peace.